If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Michael Levy from Fuzz in the Lens Productions. You may recognize me from Terrifier, Abnormal Attraction, Penance Lane, or upcoming horror film Stream. And you're listening to Don't Go Out There podcast. Stay tuned and keep on listening. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin. And they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast, powered by the Big Three Roll-Up. Just want to welcome all our fans back. We really appreciate all the support. We got another awesome interview for you guys as we are joined today by another legend of the business, an actor, producer, director, and writer. He's done it all. Known for his producing work with Abnormal Attraction, Terrifier, Fear Clinic, and Penance Lane, Mr. Michael Levy. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. It's an honor to be on your show, and I'm um, just you know happy to get into it and uh, you know be be doing something now, especially with the uh, the pandemic uh, coming to an end. And uh, it's nice just to be out there and uh, you know be working again. So, oh, absolutely, it's great news. Um, speaking of working, I mean, you know, we usually get our interviews started off kind of by asking, you know, what is it that that got you interested and in, and in started in film? Yeah, so it's funny. I I mean. I always make a joke in saying it's basically from the womb. I was coming out of the womb. I was interested in film. Uh, ever since I was young, uh, me and my brother, we started just making short films, stealing my mother's camcorder and uh, just kind of going at it. I did a lot of acting, you know, gigs when I was younger, um, plays, theater, stuff like that, uh, little commercials here and there. And then really when I got into high school is when I started to make that transition into behind the scenes um, and doing a little bit more of the directing and, you know, screenwriting and producing and, you know, uh, shooting and things like that. Uh, but it was definitely at a young age that I, that I got into it and, you know, was just kind of captivated by the, the magic of movie making. Right. You always had an interest in the horror genre specifically. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, Two of my favorite genres are, are horror and comedy, which you can probably see that a lot in uh, the work that I do and the, the kind of stuff that, you know, kind of attracts me and draws me in. Um, horror was something that I grew up on. My, my mom was a big uh, horror buff. And uh, her and my grandfather actually were two people that got me uh, into the first Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And from there, it kind of grew. And, and Halloween is a big um 
is a big season here and a, and a big holiday for my family. Uh, I, tr I always kid around and say that it's the, the filmmaker's holiday because you get to dress up and, you know, kind of be whoever you want to be and, and have some fun. So really, that's where I think my roots started um, with horror. And, uh, you know, and, and I think it, there's a reason that I love both horror and comedies because they're at both ends of the spectrum, right? You're either right. trying really hard to make someone scared or to make someone laugh. And you kind of got to have the same beats and you got to build up. And then, you know, for comedy, it's a punchline. And for horror, it's a scare. And, you know, you do right. it with, uh, with tension in, in one way, you know, and kind of leading on for the comedy kind of thing in the setup. So it's all the same to me, at least. Right. And yeah, I was going to, that was my next question is I was going to kind of talk to you about the, the meshing of the horror comedy subgenre that, that you do so well, especially with, you know, with projects like uh, Halloween 60, you know, for example, which, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> um, can, can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? I mean, I know you just touched on it a little bit there. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I think they blend so well together just because it's all about timing, both of them. They're all about beats. They're all about moments. Um, and in particular, Halloween 60, my production company, I think we thrive best in spoof situations. Uh, we pay attention to a lot of detail. And because of that, we're able to kind of find the humor in, in certain situations um, in real life and in film. So Halloween 60 was definitely our kind of our bread and butter of what we do best. And uh, I just saw that they released a picture of what Michael Myers is going to look like. Yes. So uh, stay tuned. Hopefully they drop that trailer soon. We'll definitely be doing another Halloween 60 kind of spin off their trailer. Um, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a, a big success for us and, and went viral. And that was a lot of fun. Um, we went out to Pasadena for the Halloween 40 convention. I got a lot of fe uh, friends that are in that franchise. And uh, we had done the Halloween 60 right before. So it was really cool to go out there. And they had all seen it. And I was talking <laughs> to um, David Gordon Green about it, which was right. surreal and bizarre. And that's also funny. That's when Terrifier also had just come out on Netflix. So it was like that buzz started. And then the Halloween 60 thing was going um, so it was definitely a really cool time uh, to be out there for that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. And speaking of Terrifier, I mean, we've had David and Catherine on from your, you know, from Terrifier, and and you know, David especially, you know, spoke a little to the delay you guys had. Um, you know, really everyone had, you know, with that Terrifier too, and and COVID shutting shutting down production of it. Um, can you speak a little bit to that if you don't mind? Yeah. So we were <clears throat> definitely you know, going 100 miles an hour shooting that movie when COVID hit. Um, at that particular time, it was March, and we were upstate uh, in New York, upstate New York, in a little town called Canajohari. And we had just come off a huge week of shooting, and we were gearing up to really finishing this thing. We just did, like, the crescendo of what we were kind of anticipating and also nervous about uh, this big scene that Damien put together, this really ambitious thing that we pulled off, which was, a, a, a you know, a tip my hat to him and everybody involved that we got it done. And so we were getting ready now for the back end of it all, just to wrap it all out. And then that's when COVID hit. Right. Uh, and at first, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, uh, did, not realizing what it was and not realizing the severity of it and not realizing how long it was going to be. We were, I was kind of happy that we were able to take a little bit of a break because we were going nonstop. We launched the Indiegogo campaign in the summer <clears throat> and then 
we were pre-production the whole way through. And then the fall, we just hit the ground running and we were shooting. I mean, from really, I think we started end of September or October around there. And we went straight through to March. So it was really exhausting, long hours shooting and fun and great stuff we were getting, but it was definitely, you know, at some points grueling. So it was a welcomed break, but then you didn't realize how long the break was actually going to be. Um, you know, we were right. thinking two weeks or, or you know, something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, that passes and you start scratching. You got to get back to work. Um, luckily for us, most of the movie was in the can. So Damien was able to take a step back, kind of assess everything that we had filmed start putting it all together, start editing it all. And then he was able to really amp up some stuff that maybe wouldn't have had the attention to detail that it would have normally had because we were moving so quickly through everything to get it done that he was able to say, oh, we can make this scene even cooler. You know, right. we can cut up the effects in this. So COVID helped in that aspect of it. But again, it certainly delayed, you know, the, the movie because there were months that we weren't shooting at all. Um, <clears throat> for me personally, I was able to get another project kind of ready to go um, and off the ground, a, a film called Stream that um, has a lot of horror icons in it. And we were able to get that movie rolling with pre-production and uh, Damien's a part of it. David Howard Thornton's a part of it. Basically, everybody that was on Terrifier 2 is a, also a part of this film. So for us to finally have gone back to work and shoot, finish up Terrifier 2 for the most part. There's just a couple of pickup things Damien has to do at this point, but for the most part, it's pretty much wrapped out. Uh, he, We were able to go back, finish that stuff up, and then go straight into this film, which was, you know, really fun after all these months just to kind of get the, the gang back together and, and, you know, continue where we left off and, and making good products. Yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. I mean, we told them this too, but, you know, we're, we're absolutely excited about seeing, you know, where the sequel goes for sure. I mean, the whole character of, of Art the Clown has, has the possibility of just doing something that not many characters in the horror genre have had the opportunity to do, which has basically become, you know, legendary to an extent, like a Freddy or, or a Jason. And, and it's definitely something, you know, special you guys have here and that, that cast of horror alone that you guys have put together and everything for the second one is, is super impressive as well. Yeah, it was, it, you know, it's a, it's a real testament to um, Damien coming up with a really great character and it's so surreal um, and Dave bringing him to life, but it's so surreal just seeing what this is doing. Cause all of us first and foremost are, are, are not only movie fans, right? We're horror fans. So we're, just like everybody else, loving Freddie and Jason and Michael and Leatherface and everybody in between. Um, so for us to be a part of something that is on its way to being, you know, as iconic as, as those uh, monsters is really awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's right. really cool. Um, and I'll tell you, the second movie really, in my opinion, I think a lot of fans are going to agree, knocks the first one out of the park. I mean, the stuff that we went for... I remember reading the script when Damien sent me an early draft and said, how the hell are we going to pull any of this off? <laughs> like no budget. I mean, yeah, our budget was bigger than the first one for sure, but you know, nowhere near the millions of dollars that it takes to pull off the things we were trying to pull off. And I'll tell you, we did it <laughs> like we really did. I mean, everybody worked together really hard to try to make this thing happen because we believed in it. We believe in each other and uh, it looks really, really cool. And I mean, it's got a great story which I know a lot of people have kind of had a little bit of a 
gripe with the first one, which Damien just wanted to kind of make it like, I think he's on record saying this 90 minutes of the end of a slasher movie, like just draw out the last 20 minutes, right. 90 minutes. And he successfully accomplished that, but now it's right. time to step up the game. Um, and it, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to say, cause I was in the first one. So it's like, you know, couldn't <laughs> this one have been this cool, but I mean, it, it's really awesome just to be a part of it in any which way and producing it and stuff and, and, and seeing where this franchise is going because it's exciting. Right. And we just basically reviewed wrong turn and said pretty much we compared the two. Uh, one of our co-hosts compared the two is just, you know, just like it's a it's a simple plot, but it's very effective and it keeps your attention and it's the, the perfect yeah. length. And so just all the praises in the world for that, for sure. Um, so and you know, heck, you've done it all from, you know, acting, producing, directing. Um this is just kind of a question, you know, for, for our fans and for us to just to ask and, and to know, do you do you find it hard to kind of shuffle those hats, you know, or is it kind of kind of refreshing, like you talked about a little bit to maybe take a break from one and say, just, you know, maybe focus, focus on the other. Or do you have so many projects going on at one time that you don't really get the, you know, afforded the luxury of, of, of appreciating taking off one hat and putting on the other? It's a little bit of everything you just said. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> project dependent. I mean, the thing is that, yes, it is refreshing to change hats for sure. Um, but sometimes I do wear all the hats in one project at the same time. And that's kind of where it gets a little overwhelming and you don't really take a step back. Like we were just shooting this film uh, stream actually after Terrifier. And um, Marcus uh, Slabine, who is one of the producers on it, I... Uh, He's the director of the Dark Offerings film. I don't know if, you, if you've heard of that movie that's going to be coming out soon. Um, we did this during the middle of the pandemic and quarantine, socially distant movie um, shot on, you know, all the technology stuff like Zoom and Skype and stuff like that. Um, he says, take a step back for a second. He goes, just kind of realize what we're doing here. It's so cool and, and uh, you know, uh, appreciate it because sometimes you do get lost and you don't realize it. But I enjoy changing it up every once in a while and, and doing different things because it keeps it fresh. It keeps me kind of on my feet. Um, and then some projects, you know, you're kind of more invested in just mentally because you're in the middle of it. And other ones you could kind of take a step back and, and really appreciate it. And it kind of rejuvenates you, regenerates you and, and makes you feel, you know, like you're ready to take on the world. And then soon after that, you're starting to have panic attacks, right? That you got to. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That makes sense for sure. Um, you know, speaking of other projects, do you, can you can you maybe talk to us a little bit about working on uh, on Penance Lane? Um, you're so well known for that. I mean, we had we had Tyler Main on, and he was very high on that project. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about kind of how 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 that project all came to be? Yeah, Penance Lane was a fun project. So we had um, we had met Renee uh, Gearlings, Tyler's wife, and Tyler a few years earlier, and they were part of our movie of Normal Attraction, which is a '80s '90s style campy monster film um <clears throat> comedy and they were in that tyler in my opinion his greatest performance of his career playing bernie the cyclops it was just so not what he normally does and he really knocked it out of the park doing that um so we really got close on that project and uh, he had said listen i'm doing penance lane and uh, i love the way you guys are working he used to sneak in and watch me and my uh, producing partner steve delasala work through lunch and kind of come up with how we're going to make things happen. I'm, you know, lower budget films and stuff. So he was 
coming from bigger budget films and trying to do his own lower budget one. He was very interested in having our, you know, um, expertise on it and how to make it happen. So he had asked us to join that project and we went down to Georgia and he shot the entire film pretty much in his basement. Uh, he just bought a house down there and uh, he had a basement that he converted into a, into a studio, basically, where the whole Penance Lane was in his uh, in his cellar there. So it was oh, a wow. huge set. Yeah. Rotating walls. And it was wow. really cool. That was the interior. Um, and the exterior was uh, in this town a couple of miles down the road. And through the whole process from coming from an acting background, uh, Renee and the director, Peter Anger, had asked if I would uh, play one of the roles in the film. Um, and they said, you get to be Scout Taylor Compton's boyfriend and, you know, be abusive towards her. And I know oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> so, um, that, yeah, it was, it was cool. So it was fun to be able to produce that. I was also the assistant director on that. I AD'd it and also, um, you know, got to act in it a little bit. So it was definitely a fun ride. And we were down there, I think for a month shooting and another month earlier before that for a pre-production. And that one went fast. That was like, right. That's awesome. Um, you know, hey, right over your left shoulder, there's a clapperboard says Fuzz on the uh, Lens Productions. Um, you know, can, can you talk to our audience a little bit about Fuzz on Lens Productions? I mean, you guys have a lot of stuff coming up on the docket. Um, I'm personally very interested in that uh, Pennywise documentary, especially the Robert England story uh, you have on the docket. Can you can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah. So Fuzz on the Lens is my production company. And mm -hmm. um we started it back in uh, legally, I guess, in 2010, officially. <laughs> uh, and uh, but we, like I said, we've been making movies for years together. Uh, and really, we're just a, a in-house production company that can do it all from A to Z and get everything done in between, uh, from you know conception of movies to execution to uh, shooting it to editing it. We also do short films. We do commercials. We do music videos doesn't matter if it's horror drama comedy anything you know um and yeah we're we're collaborating with the guys from our um dead mouse productions and uh cold film screenings for the pennywise documentary they were the ones who kind of spearhead that whole thing and we we're very lucky and fortunate enough to jump on board with them and uh you know bring that to life those two documentaries so that's a lot of fun and they're great great group of people every single one of those guys um they're working really hard right now editing the project making sure that they're both getting out there um the pennywise one is completely finished uh, shooting we did all the interviews we actually got to interview some really cool uh people like richard thomas and tim reed and and many other uh people a part of the original it uh and the robert england one kind of fell where everything else is right now we were moving on it we were doing a ton of interviews and now there's just a few left we were supposed to do some right before COVID hit uh in between terrifier 2 and we didn't get to do those just yet so we got to reschedule them and plan them out but there's only a few left and then that'll be you know ready to be released after that so it's it's exciting between doing the documentaries and terrifier 2 and shooting this new film uh stream uh we also got some projects that aren't available to the public uh they're available specifically for our patreon you know subscribers um we have a short film that's going to be coming out very soon that uh was a lot of fun we shot it at a mansion here in staten island new york uh haunted place it's a it's a kind of a conjuring kind of short um that'll awesome. be available on the patreon and then you know we're going to be doing a podcast hopefully soon so we're trying to venture into that a little bit um and and you know just uh, keep doing anything in the entertainment world that we can you know
Right. Absolutely. Um, that Pennywise documentary, or, or will it be covering just the, the Tim Curry 91 or, or are you guys covering the, the new uh, remake as well? Or They touch upon the, the touch. new remake. Yeah, they, they touch upon it. We, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've asked some of the actors about if they've seen it, what their thoughts are on it. I mean, for the most part, it's it's kind of zero zeroed in on the original. Um, but it, it's way more than that, too. I mean, it kind of goes into clown phobia. Uh, okay. and it do, you know, like we, we did that uh, Staten Island clown publicity stunt thing a few years back where we started all these clown sightings uh, across the, the country. And um, they touch upon those things. They touch upon uh, just Stephen King's work a little bit in general. So they really try and they bring scholars in. So we really try to kind of make sure we hit, you know what I mean? every kind of fascinating thing about why this thing blew up and why it's so popular, you know, beyond just the film itself. And then also why it's coming back now. And so it's really, I mean, I know they can have like a seven hour cut. Right. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. Right. Well, how they end up doing it, if there's like a producer's cut or if there's something, but it's, uh, I just say go for it. Everyone's wants it. So yeah, make it as long absolutely. as you can. If, you know, people are watching, they're going to want to watch it and, and, and kind of dive in and get everything they can out of it. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Hey, can you talk to our audience some about stream and upcoming horror film you're working on? Yeah, so I can say a little bit. We we haven't announced too much on it yet, other than what's <clears throat> leaked out a little bit. But I can say that some horror icons, I think, that have been announced, it stars Jeffrey Combs, uh, the reanimator, uh, Mark Holton from Leprechaun and Pee Wee and Gacy, he's in it. Um, I'm trying to make sure I don't say someone we haven't announced yet. Uh, Tim Reed from the original It, he's in the film. Uh, That connection was made actually through the Pennywise doc when we were shooting and working with him. Uh, He's involved in the project. Um, There are like four or five other ones I can't say at the moment who's in it just yet, but uh, they're definitely going to be well worth it to horror fans and were awesome in the film. Um, We're going to be releasing all this information very soon, I'd say within the next month. You know, mostly in June, we're going to be launching an Indiegogo campaign. And for anybody that wants to, you know, kind of learn a little bit more about it, it's it's a modernized slasher film um, where we're kind of taking that 80s genre, uh, 80s subgenre, I should say, and bringing it to now times and dealing with some technology um, and stuff like that. Because think about when Psycho and Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, right, they always attacked your safe spaces, right? Halloween was, you know, the neighborhood cycle was the shower and the motel and nightmare on Elm street was your dreams, right? And jaws was the water. It's like everything, you know, was, was safe and now we exploit it. So we're kind of doing that with technology, which everyone kind of has a little bit of hesitancy about it now. You know, should I put my credit cards online? Is the government listening to every word I'm saying is the Alexa picking up my conversation, right? So we kind of are mixing the two, um styles my lex actually just went off as i said its name i heard it so that's uh, <laughs> so it's kind of mixing all that together but yeah if anybody wants to find out more as we release if they follow us on any platform social media fuzz on the lens instagram the patreon or fuzz, uh, uh, facebook or twitter or any of those things uh we're going to be releasing a lot of information on that soon uh david Arthur thornton's in it though I, I i think i said that or if not yeah he's in it and uh Damien does some really awesome special effects. I mean, he takes everything amazing that he did on Terrifier with just the effects 
and brings it to this. I mean, this guy pours his heart and soul. Doesn't matter if it's his baby or if he's working with, you know, on someone else's project or with someone else, he brings his A game across the board every time. Well, you'll be happy to know we had Mark Holton on, and I think we had known or it was just released or whatever about it, and we asked him about we asked him about it, but he wouldn't tell us a, a single <clears throat> thing about it. So you'll be happy to know he's keeping his mouth shut. There's no doubt about it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Mark's a great guy. Yes, he was. It's an honor to, to work with him. I mean, I was a big fan growing up uh, of the Leprechaun uh, movie, and, um, you know, just to have met him and become, you know, great friends – uh, and then to be able to work on a project, he was retired for a lot of years. Uh, and then he came back for the Leprechaun Returns film. And then, you know, this is his next movie out after that, which is really, really, uh, it's just an honor to to even have him in it. So that was a lot of fun. And he he really did great. Uh, his scenes, one of my favorite ones that we got so far. This is, uh, it's exciting. Nice. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, get ready to wrap up, but I'm looking behind you and I see several art the clown or terrifier some memorabilia oh, so i just yeah. gotta ask you real quick i just gotta ask you real quick uh have you and david howard thornton made up for him brutally killing you yet <laughs> we're getting there you know it's a slow uh it's a slow <laughs> it's a slow process you know uh when a man decapitates you from behind and you don't even have a chance to fight it off as you'd see here this was a gift from uh, <clears throat> a friend of mine for my birthday as, as something oh, like wow. that, oh, wow. <laughs> that's tremendous. You know, it takes a little bit of time, but uh, no, he's a he's a, he's a cool dude. He's a, a lot of fun to work with and and to hang out with, and um, he really uh, tries to bring something because again, he plays you know all these different kind of silent killers, right? And and he really tries to bring something different each time that he does something. And he's very into his craft, and um, you know he's just a, a lot of fun to just uh, goof around with on set for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and and his work, voice work as as the Joker too, just kind of really shows that off. Oh I mean, yeah, I want to see. You can't some, pull that off as anybody. More animated stuff from him. He's been doing some voiceover stuff during the pandemic, and I definitely want to see more. I'd love to work with him on a on a comedy, you know, just because I think he has so much to offer and so much to bring in that realm. Um, we always say it, him and my brother are, are two uh, guys that do voices and and are great with improv. And my brother's the one. If you've seen Abnormal Attraction, he plays Finbar. This uh, Yes. Love <laughs> right. So we'd love to get the two of them in, the, in a couple of scenes and just kind of rift off each other. Who the hell knows where it would go? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, David David was super nice, too. Um, just want to say thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Um, before we end the call, uh, would you like to shout out your social medias or plug your Patreon or anything like that one more sure, time before we get out of here? Yes, it's, uh, it's pretty simple. It's fuzz on the lens across the board on everything. Uh, that's how you can find us. Follow us. Our website's buzzlens.com. Um, if you follow any of that or subscribe to any any of those platforms or, or find us on the Patreon, we got a lot of cool stuff coming out. You're going to hear a lot of stuff from us uh, in the next coming weeks and especially in the next coming months of some great projects. Um, and we're just excited to entertain the world and, and share it with, with everyone because, uh, you know, it's an honor to have fans that are into our work um and that kind of get what we're doing and, and appreciate it and that just drives us and keeps us motivated to you know keep going we, we love doing it for everybody yeah we are definitely going to sign up for that patreon i really want to see that uh or that film you were just talking about it yeah. sounds tremendous yeah it's going to be a, it's it's cool hopefully that can turn into a into a feature soon so we're excited Absolutely. oh yes sir hey thank you again for joining us man uh it was awesome you know uh, when you followed us and i saw all the 
all of your uh you know your resume it's you've, you've done a lot of good work man so thank you for joining us with we look forward to all your future projects thank you very much guys i appreciate coming on and uh, anytime you want to talk just uh, hit me up and uh i'd love to do it again yeah well, absolutely will. oh absolutely thank you so much guys have thank a good you, night. sir y'all have a good one bye-bye and i uh, just want to remind everybody to uh don't go out You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.